This is Troy Brewer of Experiencing Real Life, heard every single day on Bible School Radio, 91.3 KDKR Decatur, Dallas-Fort Worth, and on 91.3 KYJC Commerce. Portions of KDKR programming do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or staff. Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. Well, Wells Fargo and their latest benefit. Today, we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for Prudent Money. Welcome to the Prudent Money Radio Show. I'm your host, Bob Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. Well, if you got a question for me, there's a couple ways to go about it. You can go to prudentmoney.com as a starting place. If you just have an, an email question, you can send that. That's something I can answer very easily through the email. We'll, we'll do that. That's where the vast majority of questions are taken care of in the form of email. However, I want to make sure that you know what's available to you as a listener of Prudent Money. If you have a more complex question, one that really can't be done in email, you can always sign up for one of my open spots during the week, and we can have a phone call. Very easy to do. There is no cost, no uh, gotchas, no obligation, all those good things. None of that. And it's a way for you to get information. It's something that we started to do towards the end of the year last year. And I feel very strongly that one of the biggest problems that people have is they have no resources to get information, and so unless you got millions upon millions of dollars in, in an investment account. So I want to make sure that I am available to you as part of Prudent Money to make sure that you get your questions answered and at least I can point you in the right direction if need be. So that's off the website, www.prudentmoney.com. Well, we're going to talk about a question today. And the question is, is having overdraft protection a good idea? But before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about the leading economic index, because we had a brand new number come out for last month. And what this is, is a great predictor of a recession. Now, before I tell you what the leading indi- indicator said, economic index said, and what it what it potentially means, something that bothers me about the whole recession thing is that everybody's looking for one. Everybody's talking about it. Generally speaking, when everybody is looking at something and talking about something, it never happens. And I would look at the e- economic numbers, whether they're accurate. Uh, man- manipulated or the, the or uh, real manipulated, w- whatever form they are in, we'll leave it at that. They still don't really show anywhere any, an economy anywhere near a recession, which has always shocked, uh, surprised me. But this leading indicator index fell last month, and it was the twenty second month in a row. Now, excuse me, 21st month in a row. And I said, I talked a little bit about this a couple of months ago, as because this 21 months straight, that it wouldn't be until it got to the 22nd, uh, 22nd month in a row that it could really start to compare to where the, the two 
uh, other times the index was negative that long. 1973 to 1975, the stock market was not in good shape. And also, the economy was not in shape. It had to do with inflation, of course. Then 2007 to 2009, of course, that was the financial crisis. Recession took place in both of those situations. And so we're at month 21 as we get closer to 22, 23 months, and we're still hitting negative numbers, does that mean we're going to have a recession? Well, who really knows? Which just supposedly that it's a good predictor in, uh, of, uh, of a recession. It's looking at 10 different indicators in itself. And uh, the most of it's a, actually it's a, the survey itself was probably the more positive, even though it was negative. And it's been in a while. But it's just an interesting, a very interesting landscape as you look at it, trying to figure out what's heading our way, what the rest of the year looks like. And then there's the elections. Of course, that is always a wild card as to who is going to get elected. It would be an, an interesting situation either way, whatever the outcome is. And we're getting closer to that situation where there's just two and I'll, I'll tell you this candidly, that I was expecting a scenario that was not going to be as smooth as this one is starting to play out with all the legal mess that Trump's in. And uh, I just would have I would have never guessed to be this, this smooth. As of yesterday, DeSantis was uh, bowed out of the race. So you've got an, a, a little bit different, maybe, or maybe you were expecting this to happen all, all the same, all the same time. I was a little bit, a little bit more pessimistic about that. But we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens. It, it definitely brings in a level of uncertainty. It'll be, we'll uh, keep an eye on the market and see how the market reacts to it. So let's talk a little bit about overdraft protection and whether it's a good idea when a bank gives customers a great deal i always start to immediately start to listen and look at the fine print because banks and credit card companies are not in the business of giving consumers a good deal i hate to be so pessimistic about it and it is uh, true the banks all in the, in the credit card companies always find a way to, we've talked about tons of examples of where this is true. So this, of course, is involves Wells Fargo. And their latest offer is uh, for customers to go into overdraft, to have an extra day of grace, an extra day of grace period to put a, deposit in and wipe out that overdraft and make them whole without any fees being charged. It's a way to avoid overdraft fees with an extra day. They have to make that deposit up to midnight Eastern Standard Time, which of course is 11 o'clock Central Standard Time. And uh, of course, now if you if you are overdraft, they go ahead and immediately hit you with those overdraft fees, and uh, then they re supposedly they remove them. 
And what's interesting is that they require now you you know that Wells Fargo not to pick on them and I mean their their reputation is they own that uh, everything that they've done to consumers, but Wells Fargo is this program is through as I said, and they use Zelle as a way to transfer money. Now I don't know if you've heard the mess. In fact, I I couldn't find this anywhere. To be fair, I want to believe that I heard that that Wells Fargo was. I, one of the owners of Zelle. They're, if they're not, they're a they're a big they're a big part of the Zelle business strategy. So, oh, I, at the very at the very uh, minimum. So, they there's a big report of widespread scam using the Zelle Quick Pay app, and basically a bank imposters trick victims into sending them money through Zelle. Now this got con- completely out of control and it in- involved Wells Fargo bank accounts and a lot of money was stolen. So at first, the bank, Wells Fargo be- uh, denied claims for refunds. But now, Wells Fargo is discreetly giving their money back and it's happening very quietly that was actually a part of the article a part of the article is that they were making a move to get this taken care of but they didn't want anybody to know about it uh someone asked wells fargo why so many customers were losing money to the scam the bank said it was heartbreaking but impossible to reverse zale payments even if it is fraud now without any notice Consumers are getting a big surprise in their bank accounts. They're getting their money restored. Now, from what I understand, the rules of of identity theft and money stolen out of out of a out of out of a bank account, which this seems like this is all about, that everybody has the ability to claim the or notify the bank of the fraud. And then they have 60 days. They have 60 days to do that. Um, so there, there is there is a way. So it sounds to me like, and I'm just speculating, by the way. But it sounds to me like that Wells Fargo was not going to, at first, when they when they first uh, realized what was happening, were not going to reimburse accounts. Now it looks like that they have to. And uh, and they were very involved in it with, from the standpoint of using Zelle. So you have to use now back. So there you go. That's that's my Zelle story. Being Wells Fargo, who they, they of course they count on the they count on Zelle as part of of part of this system, and you have to have a Zelle account along with your Wells Fargo account. And uh, that is, that's how that works. By the way, if you don't have this account set up, Wells Fargo automatically sets it up for you. How about that? Automatically sets it up there for you. So 
you know, with Wells Fargo, it just changes the game from one day to two day. So the question is, uh, for the overdraft, the question is, do we really need overdraft protection? And is it a good idea? This is Bob Brooks. We are up against a break. Stick around. I'll answer that question and a couple of more on the other side. Stick around. We'll be right back. Dynamic. Practical. Life-changing. There's no point in going to church and not letting the Christ who gave birth to the church on the day of Pentecost change your life. Join us each day as Pastor Paul Shepard applies the timeless truth of Scripture to everyday life. It's Destined for Victory on this great station. Weekday afternoons at 3.30 here on Bible School Radio, KDKR. Hi, this is Bob Brooks, host of the Prudent Money Radio Show. You know, marriage and money can be a toxic combination. The best way to avoid arguments over money is to practice this principle. Show grace unless you are perfect. We all make financial mistakes. Treat your spouse with grace and love versus making them wrong and yourself right. Listen to the Prudent Money Radio Show on Bible School Radio 91.3. Prudent Money, the home of the modern-day steward movement. This is Rob Randall, your host and teacher of the Invisible War radio program. The Invisible War is the study of God's Word on how to walk in Christ's victory and the spiritual battles we face against the powers of darkness. Join me every Sunday morning at 9 right here on KDKR and KYJC in Commerce, your station for life. Welcome back. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. Listen, if you got a question for me, I want to invite you to go to the website at www.prudentmoney.com. You can send the question in to the Ask Bob section, and I will get that answered for you. And if it's a little bit more involved than an email can, uh, can handle, let's uh, go to my calendar. You can put your name in one of the available time spots. We'll organize a phone call, and I'll get you helped out that way. There's no cost to it, no uh, fine print, just uh, trying to help you out. We're trying to, to roll out a resource to where we can get uh, give uh, listeners a, res- a resource to get questions answered and get problems solved. So that is all available to you at prudentmoney.com. So we're talking about Wells Fargo and they're setting up, and and by the way, they don't call it an overdraft protection plan. They call it the one-day grace period. They have another program that's the overdraft protection. And you know, it's interesting to me, I I went through all their fine print and their documents and their disclosures, and I got to tell you, I couldn't even understand them without going through their and studying them and, and breaking it down. In fact, I looked at it and I got, I don't even have time to do this. Just know that probably the uh, fine print is there to save the bank versus uh, anybody else. Big, big shocker. But the bigger question that I got out of this, the first question being, this is this was something that's run through Wells, uh, Wells Fargo and uh, the level of of you need uh, you need to be very careful just based and this is just based on their past in fact in a article written some to let's see i think it was uh 
and 22. It's the article about, hang on just a second. There we go. Wells Fargo slammed with $3.7 billion penalty in record Consumer Finance Protection Board settlement. This says they will pay $3.7 billion to settle allegations by the Consumer Protection, Financial Protection Bureau. I said that wrong, by the way, a second ago, that it mismanaged auto loans, mortgages, and deposit accounts in the largest penalty ever uh, levied by the agency. Wells agreed to the order without admitting or denying its findings. Isn't that funny? They agreed to the order without admitting or denying its uh, findings. I never understood that. They're either guilty or they're not guilty. Sounds to me like if you're paying the money that you're guilty or you'd fight for it. The bank will pay $2 billion in uh, redress to more than 60 million consumers and a $1.7 billion civil penalty, the largest ever assessed by the CFPB. Of the $2 billion in restitution, $1.3 billion will go to customers with affected auto lending accounts, $500 million to those with affected deposit accounts, which we're talking about here, and nearly $200 million to those whose mortgage loans were affected. Just uh, here's the quote from the CFPB board. Wells is one of the most problematic repeat offenders the CFPB has encountered in its 11-year existence. What's amazing to me is that they're under the microscope and the next thing you know, they're getting fined again because they were caught doing something they shouldn't be doing. And it, I don't, I don't get it. So the the whole point of bringing out this one day extra grace is that a good idea? Is overdraft protection a good idea? The other one is to remind you that you are you are potentially asking for problems. Now maybe they are all straight and everything's great and nothing like that could ever happen and they've seen the errors of their way. I just guess I just can't get past the CFPB board saying they're the largest the largest repeat offender that they've ever seen. So anyway, it's just to, to give you a pros and cons of uh, using something that's a benefit now to, from the current uh, from Wells Fargo. The the three point seven billion dollar penalty was that was this was from a 2022 uh, uh, incident so but still it's their history it's like doing business with somebody who keeps on going back to jail getting released going back to jail getting released going back to jail i don't know trust is a big thing so uh, just uh, take it for whatever it's worth. But it has the bigger question, is overdraft protection of any kind worth it? Is it really doing you any favors? And this was something, now it's, it's all kind of coming to me now. The I'm not sure if it was the CFPB uh, Bureau that uh, did this, but there was, I think it was Bank of America that were automatically signing people up to overdraft protection, and and not doing, not not giving them the ability to to opt out. It was one of the big banks. I can't really remember who it was. And they finally came down on them and said, "You can't do that. 
you can only you have to notify them and they have to opt out if they want to opt out and they should have the opportunity to opt out. Well, this is why Wells Fargo is not calling it a overdraft protection of any kind. It just dawned on me. Probably they're they're uh, calling it this one day grace period program or something like that. But it's just amazing to me. Well, we need to track this and see if it ends up getting them into uh, into trouble because. Uh, mm. So anyway, back to the question is overdraft protection something that you need to me all it does is allow you to build up a debit a negative balance borrowed money in your account that you have to pay back now you could this this happened because of one of two reasons number one you are trying to play it too close and you really don't have the money that you're spending. Or number two, it's just a honest mistake that could be corrected and no big deal. The problem is you could have three or four different uh, different items that were that sent your account into a, a negative situation, negative balance. And now you owe about $105 uh, fees in addition. And, and these banks are making tons of fees off of overdraft overdraft fees. So here here's my question, Wells Fargo. Your the situation that you're setting up looks to be a it looks to be problematic for consumers going forward. If you automatically sign people up to it now and if you have a bank account you're unless you're in a certain bank account that doesn't do these types of programs, everybody's got it. Why don't you insist that they that they have to agree to terms and conditions in the in email and they sign up for alerts that alerts them if they're now there's alerts there that they can sign up for, but why don't you automatically sign them up for alerts? That makes no sense. That would help. That would clear up a lot of that. Cause I, I'm I'm under the uh, under the belief that most people don't know that they are overdraft. So there you have it. Um, but anyway, I, I just think it gets you into a bigger a bigger mess. I mean, wouldn't you? Uh, yes, getting an, uh, getting your car denied is definitely something that you want to avoid because it's embarrassing. But beyond that, though, wouldn't you want to know if you were potentially creating a problem you, that you may not be able to get out of for a while? It's going to cost you even that much more money. So remember... Two weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, I can't remember, getting my weekends all mixed up with football. The Kansas City game was to be uh, was to be played. It was a playoff game. I believe it was a playoff game. Yeah, it was a playoff game. And the playoff game was not going to be shown on national t- uh, broadcasting TV like they normally are. They are, it was going to be shown on Peacock. And on Peacock, and in order to watch the game, if you weren't in the vicinity of the, uh, the teams, if you weren't in their viewership area, you'd have to pay money to join Peacock and watch the game. 
Well, I personally thought this was was outrageous just because of forcing people to sign up for streaming on their TV to watch a football game. It's like six bucks, six bucks, but still, it's just a it's just the whole idea of of forcing people to do it. So I was thinking they're probably not going to get a whole lot of people. Check this out: the biggest live streaming sports event, and maybe even uh, biggest uh, event of all time from viewership: 23 million people signed up for Peacock to watch the Kansas City Chiefs game. 23 million. Now listen to this statistic. Out of everybody during that period of time that were playing on the internet, that were that were uh, Google searching on the internet, that were whatever doing whatever on the internet, that were using the internet, 30% of the users were streaming that game. Now, unbelievable that you could take something like that that really initially angered people, but yet they love everybody loves their football and they're real willing to sign up for six bucks a pop and and watch that game. Now where Peacock ends up benefiting for it from it in the NFL is that most people probably will forget that they signed up for it and it stays on there and they pay that bill for months and months and years and years never to cancel it again. But uh, I tell you, it just goes to show you how powerful the NFL is. Hey, this is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. If you've got a question for me, please go to the website at prudentmoney.com and send it in because we are all out of time. Till we do meet again next time, keep the faith and have a great rest of the day. That's all the time we have for today. Questions or comments for Bob or to find out more great information like what you've just heard, visit www.prudentmoney.com. Be sure to join Bob Brooks again for the next edition of Prudent Money.